episode 194 late night internet marketing this week on the late night internet marketing podcast we talk about the magic of drop shipping what is it why is it great and what can it mean for you in your internet business all this and more on the late night internet marketing podcast Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start and where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. Now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing? I am Mark Mason, and this is the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast coming to you from the little studio in Dallas, Texas, where we talk about all the things that you need to know to start and grow and build and have thrive a fantastic online business, even if you're doing it on the side. I hope you're having an amazing 2020 and things are going really great for you because newsflash, it's about 25% over. So I hope those goals that you set at the beginning of the year, I hope you're making great progress. If not, take the opportunity to reset. Let's get that stuff focused and making progress, break it down into chunks like we talk about and push forward on those 2020 goals. And one of my goals this year was to talk was to work with my son on a drop shipping business and we've been working on that a little bit in February making some progress and it occurred to me that I haven't talked about drop shipping on the show. A lot of you know I have a 12 or now 13 year old son and he is has always been interested in e-commerce, and so we've experimented with several different things. We've had a store in the past, and we decided this year was going to be the year that we revitalized it because we were going to take advantage of the opportunity that was presented by some internet marketing people that I know to go through a new dropshipping course. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you guys about that today because dropshipping is another fundamental internet marketing business that's great for people to get started. I talk about affiliate marketing as what I consider to be the best way for new business owners to get started online. But another really good option for people to get started, which is actually quite compatible with affiliate marketing, is dropshipping. And for those of you that aren't familiar with dropshipping, let me kind of explain to you the basic business model. The basic business model in dropshipping is that you advertise a product, usually on a website like Shopify. And this product is a product that you can get from something we call, someone we call a drop shipping supplier you have a way to acquire that product and so you advertise it. 
And typically, you advertise that product for sale at a markup, just like a big box retailer does. So perhaps you go to Best Buy and you buy a thing. As you're probably well aware, whatever that thing is that you're buying, Best Buy paid a lot less for it than you are paying for it at the register. Usually, something on the order of three to five times less than what you are paying is what Best Buy paid from their wholesale supplier. In this case, you're advertising something, let's say you're advertising something for three times the price that you paid. Let's take a $10 widget. You're advertising that widget for $30 on your website. Someone buys the widget from you for $30. You take that $30, you pay $10 to the drop shipper and you contact the drop shipper and you say, hey, drop shipper, someone just bought a widget from me. Here's $10. Please take that widget and ship it directly to my customer. That's the drop shipping part. So in drop shipping, you never touch the product, which makes it a great model for beginners. So that leaves you with $20. You got $30 for the customer. You spent 10 fulfilling the order. Then you might have spent another 10 on the advertising that you did to get the order in the first place. And that leaves you with 10 in profit. And maybe there's a dollar or two out of that 10 in profit that you need to pay uh, you know, some expenses in your business, like the cost of running Shopify. But that's basically drop shipping in a nutshell. Advertise a product, sell the product, fulfill it directly to the customer from the drop shipper, and then pocket the difference when it's all said and done and all your expenses are paid. Now, I think it's, it's possible and maybe even typical in a drop shipping business if you do a good job selecting products to run such a business at sort of at a at a final profit margin of around 20%. That's what Zach and I are targeting and that's what we're going to find out if we can really do that if we can identify products and test them and advertise them and so forth and end up with 20% in our in our pocket. So if we sell products on the order of $100 retail, which is sort of the price range that we're targeting, we expect for every sale to end up at the end of the day with $20 in our pocket. That's the goal. So what kind of things can go wrong in a drop shipping business? This sounds so great, right? You never touch the product. You do a little advertising. You make things go and everything is just hunky-dory and you drive off into the sunset. As a matter of fact, I've seen pretty clear evidence from people that talk about their drop shipping results. And a lot of times these are people trying to teach drop shipping. So they're showing their results in public or results of some of their students that it's pretty straightforward in some cases to do thousands of dollars a week. And even in some cases, thousands of dollars a day in retail business. So in revenue, in the amount of sales that you make. And if your business is set up in a way that you can keep 20% of the profits, well, you're talking about making a few hundred dollars a day drop shipping. And for a lot of people, 
That's earth-shattering, life-changing, quit-your-job kind of money. If you're really putting $200 bills in your pocket every day, that could change. That changes everything for a lot of people. And so that's why this is so attractive. So what's the problem? You know, why isn't everyone drop shipping and how can the, you know, what are the issues with this and how can this be possible? I think as we are, as Zach and I are working through this, there are several issues, all of which I'm still thinking can be overcome, but there are several issues with this kind of internet business model that you need to overcome in order to be successful. Now, the first prod, the first issue that you've got to overcome is this issue of finding products. Where do you go in order to find products that you can buy wholesale, essentially, or at deeply discounted prices and then ship them out to customers? And it turns out that if you Google around there are literally hundreds and perhaps thousands or maybe even tens of thousands of companies out there that consider themselves drop shipping suppliers. They specialize in this. And in fact, there are even software apps that you can buy that are already hooked up to these drop shipping suppliers that allow you to have a direct integration between e-commerce software like Shopify, which is the software you would use probably to run your dropshipping store and the supplier itself. So when you, when you approve the order, when someone orders the widget off your store, and now you need to communicate their shipping address to the dropshipping supplier, there's literally just a button that you press in order to get that address over to the dropshipping supplier. Dropshipping is not a new thing. People have been doing this for years. In fact, when I first started podcasting, I bought my podcasting gear from my buddy Cliff. And at that time, Cliff had personally selected the best equipment in the industry in order to teach people how to podcast. And he was recommending these podcasting equipment packages that were hand-selected by him, and that also allowed him to do very specific and detailed teaching because he knew what equipment you had because he had recommended it. When you bought a dropshipping pack, I mean, when you bought a podcasting package from Cliff, that package was dropshipped to you, and Cliff had a virtual assistant that would take your order information and pass that along to his special supplier that he had a recommendation uh, that he had a special relationship with and he would specifically send that stuff directly to you that's how i got my first equipment so that's that's a very common thing so cliff did a lot of work to establish that relationship with that wholesaler such that they would do drop shipping for him these days drop shipping is a whole big thing and there are companies that exist just for the purpose of dropshipping. So problem number one is finding a supplier that you can work with or multiple suppliers that you can work with that will dropship for you. And that's a thing you can do essentially by Googling around um, and finding those suppliers on the internet. Well, the second problem that you have is product selection. And I think there are a lot of uh, issues around this that 
come down to having the right experience to choose products that will be successful. There's a lot of criteria that you can consider, but I'm going to give you a couple. If you're trying to pick a product that you can drop ship, here are a couple of criteria that I think are really important based on the drop shipping I've done and what Zach and I are doing now. Um, and that I think will make a difference in whether or not you're successful. The first thing is, and I think this is obvious, but maybe overlooked sometimes, the product that you want to sell or the products that you want to sell on your dropshipping store, people need to be looking for them. Now, I've done a different kind of dropshipping in the past that I've talked about a little bit on the podcast where I, I tried to sell novelty items that people weren't looking for. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a coffee mug with a funny saying on it about, oh, I don't know, the New England Patriots. Maybe it's a, a coffee mug that talks about deflate gate and you're trying to target people who don't like the New England Patriots and it's like a Brady joke mug talking about how the New England Patriots cheat at football and you figure that People who uh, don't like the Patriots will want to buy this coffee mug. They didn't know they need it. And you can advertise something like that on Facebook, sort of inter interrupt marketing. And that'll be a novelty thing. They'll pay $10 or $20 for it and you'll be done. That's one kind of drop shipping. I've done that in the past. And that has its own complexities, especially with regard to advertising. But the kind of drop shipping that Zach and I are trying to do now is a, is a different kind of drop shipping where you are targeting people that are actually searching in Google or Microsoft search for a thing. Like maybe they're searching for a tripod and you have a tripod that you want to sell to those people. And so you're going to advertise on Google so that when someone searches for a tripod, your product comes up in the Google search ads. You know, when you go to Google right now and you search something, you can uh, place an ad and you'll notice, you'll see those ads at the top of the screen. That's how Google's making their money. There are billions of dollars that they're making on ads. They're making it with that search advertising. That particular kind of ad where the product shows up at the top of the screen is called a Google shopping ad. And that's what Zach and I are using to try and sell products on our Shopify store. So the very first thing you need then when you select a product is you need a product that people are actually searching for. Definitely people are searching for tripods and you can use your uh, techniques that we've talked about many times on this show to estimate the search volume, but you want something that thousands of people are searching for every month so you can buy some traffic to get to your store and sell your tripod. I think the second thing that you obviously need is that you need the right margin. If tripods are going for $50 and it costs you $40 to source a tripod that you would sell for $50, that's not gonna work for you because you're not going to have enough money left over to advertise. You really need to be able to get a tripod for 10 or $15 and sell it for 40 or $50 if you're going to make this work. And that can definitely be done you just got to find those products. So that's the second sort of product selection criteria. And of course, I think in this day and age, the third product selection criteria that I think is really important is it needs to be from a drop shipping supplier that's shipping from the US. 
and get the product to the person in a couple of days. You can compete against Amazon, but one of the ways you're going to have to compete against Amazon is, is you're going to have to compete against their prime program that has stuff shipping in a few days. I think uh, the data suggests based on the way that Shopify is growing and the rate at which they're growing, that people are willing to wait a couple of days uh, versus Amazon to get the product that they ordered. But I think it's harder to get people to wait the 10 or 20 days that you might need to wait to get something directly from China. So that's a, a reason that you want to make sure that you're dealing with a drop shipper in the United States. So when you get these drop shippers, You've got to pick products, and when you pick products, there's got to be demand for them. There's got to be enough margin, and they really need to have shipping times that support that sort of business model so that you can get the products to the drop shipper on time. So the, the, the last thing that you need, now that you've got a drop shipper that can fulfill your order, you've got a product that you can sell. Once you get that product on your store, you need, you need traffic because remember, as I've said about a hundred million times on this podcast, the whole point of business is to match offers with buyers. So now you've got this offer for a tripod on your store. Where do the buyers come from? And in the case of the work that Zach and I are doing with drop shipping, those buyers are coming from Google and Microsoft search. And really it's a simple matter of interfacing your Shopify store with Google and Microsoft search ads. And they that is technology that exists. You're able to hook Shopify essentially directly up to Google in such a way that Google just reads your store. And when someone is searching for an item on your store, you can pay to have that item shown in those, in those uh, Google shopping ads that appear at the top of the search results. And so the question you're, you're asking is, can I afford the cost of advertising this tripod on Google? And what does that really mean? What does afford mean? Well, again, just to keep the numbers simple, let's say we're selling a $50 tripod. Like we're going to sell a tripod for $49.95. Let's call that $50. And let's say for simplicity that we paid $20 for that tripod and that in order to make a 20% profit margin at the end of the day, we want to put a $10 bill in our pocket every time we sell the tripod. So every time we sell a $50 tripod, Zach and I want to keep $10. That's 20%. That means if we already paid 20 bucks for the tripod and we want to keep 10 We've got $20 left for all of our other costs, especially including advertising. That means that we are going to have to pay Google. When we pay Google, we cannot afford to pay Google more than $20 for every tripod that we sell. That's what that means. So usually with these kind of advertising systems, you pay for every click. So let's say again, to keep things simple, that we've hooked our store up to Google and every time someone searches for tripod, our tripod shows up at the top of Google and we sometimes people click on it. We pay 
every time that someone clicks on our ad, so let's say we're paying a dollar a click. Very simply, if we need to pay less than $20 on advertising, that means for every 20 clicks, we need to sell at least one tripod. It really is that simple. And to make things interesting, Google actually makes it possible for you to be specific about what keyword search phrases you want to show up for. So at first, maybe you'll show up for every keyword that involves tripod, black tripod, small tripod, big tripod, red tripod, cheap tripod, expensive tripod, name brand tripod, all of those different search phrases. Maybe at first your tripod will show up in search results. But let's say that you're competing against a really good tripod brand like Manfrotto. So someone who wants to buy a Manfrotto tripod, they don't want your tripod because they're, you're not selling a Manfrotto tripod. You're selling an off-brand tripod for 50 bucks. Manfrotto tripods cost hundreds of dollars. And by the way, side note, that's all my wife is willing to use. Photography is really expensive. Okay, that's a whole separate podcast. But anyway, if you're selling this tripod, searchers who are searching for Manfrotto tripods, they don't want your tripod. And so you don't want to show your ad to them because those clicks will not convert to sales. They will click on your ad and they will say, well, this isn't a Manfrotto tripod. I don't want this. And they'll hit the back button. So Google allows you to say, hey, I want to show up for tripod searches, but I don't want to show up for the Manfrotto tripod search because I know that I've only got 20 clicks to spend and those clicks they don't help me, so I don't want those clicks. So as you optimize those ad campaigns, the expectation is that you'll be able to improve the conversion rate of your ads to the point at which you'll be making that 10 bucks every time you sell a tripod. So this is what's going on and this is how dropshipping works. So when you've got this tripod product, you are basically in the business of trying to identify products like a tripod that are profitable in your store and then um, deciding on a product by product basis whether or not that's a profitable product. If it's profitable for you and it's putting $10 or $20 bills in your product, you keep advertising. In fact, you may increase your advertising spend on that product. If it's not profitable for you and it's not a product that's working for you after you've tested it and you've determined that you can't put $10 bills in your product, maybe you're only putting $5 bills in your po pocket and it's not worth five bucks to you, or maybe you're losing a dollar every time you sell one, then you shut off ads for that. And the whole drop shipping game is this game of identifying products, putting them for sale in your store, managing the ads, and then making go, no-go decisions on a product-by-product product basis and growing a store. And it's interesting, I have heard, you know, you will hear two schools of thought on drop shipping and what's the best strategy with regard to whether you should have a niche store, say uh, in the camera niche or maybe in the tripod niche. Maybe you've got tripodsrus.com and you want to just sell tripods on your store. That's one approach. Another approach and the approach that uh, Zach and I are taking is we've got a general store. We'll sell stuff from any niche because really 
we're just trying to convert from the ad. We're not trying to become the world's leading online supplier of tripods. We're just trying to sell products one at a time. So that's the place that we're starting. I think that maybe if we found that we really liked a niche, like maybe we got really excited about selling drones, that maybe we might have a drone store in the future as a second store. But right now, um, Zach and I are really just focused on selling one product at a time and finding some products that will put 10 or $20 bills in our pockets. So here's what we're going to do. I think this is going to be really excited. Here's what I want you to do in my call to action for you in this episode. Send me an email at feedback at late night and name a product or a, a, you know, a product area or a product type like tripods or briefcases or some kind of home good or something, cell phone cases, something that you're interested in. And we will use that as a case study on the podcast. So if you guys can name a type of product that you think would be fun for us to talk about, we can talk about how we source it, how the advertising is going for a specific product. And that'll give you some more concrete and specific examples in a future episode. So again, I'm looking for an email at feedback at late and shout out to me kind of a product area. I'll pick one. We'll talk about it on the show. And as Zach and I have this drop shipping experiment going forward through the spring, I'll give you periodic updates on what is going on with our drop shipping store. So that's drop shipping in a nutshell. I hope you enjoyed that. If drop shipping is something that you're interested in doing, I think it's a really interesting business model that you can search around, learn more about, and get up and running with pretty easily in today's modern internet economy. That's all I got for you today. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. We'll see you again next week. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LNIMpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. It's kind of really funny when you're a side hustling entrepreneur and you have a day job. Sometimes you have the funniest conversations. I was going into a meeting. You know, we have these meeting rooms, right? I work at a big Fortune 500 company and the rooms are booked on Outlook. And there's even like cool little uh, displays on the outside of each conference room door that tells you whether or not it's booked. And it also talks to Outlook. And so, if the room is currently occupied, it shows red and who booked it and, you know, some redacted information about, you know, whether or not the room is available for use. And it was, so we're standing out there and the people that were in the current meeting are coming out the door, 
their marketing people and the people that are going in the meeting, my people are engineering and business people that are going in and we're going in to talk about some crazy product situation that we've got going on. Um, and they're coming out talking about some marketing campaign It's really funny. I ran into one of the marketers that I constantly, uh, see around the building and we were talking about their marketing campaign. So we got into a really detailed discussion about conversion statistics and what the different marketing vectors they were working on, how they were doing the analytics because they were, they're doing business to business marketing of the products that we make in our group. And so we're having this very interesting discussion about this and talking about the different tools and some other things that were on my mind because I had just come back from social media marketing world. And so we, I wasn't really paying attention, but all of these engineers that I was walking into this meeting room with are overhearing this conversation. I have nothing to do with marketing in my day job. And so we get in the room and they're all looking at me funny. Like, why is it that you are able to talk with the marketing people about all this marketing stuff? And so when you're put in these positions as a side hustle guy, you have to decide. Are you going to hide what you're doing or tell the truth or some version of that? What are you going to do? So I, I, I made the vague statement that I have some interests outside of work that involve marketing. So that was pretty funny. Now, there are a couple of people in that meeting that know all about late night internet marketing and they kind of chuckled and uh, yeah, so it was like that. But that's a choice you have to make and it's pretty funny to be put in that situation over and over again, because over the years I've had several cases where people have accidentally found me on iTunes or they've run a, they've Googled me looking for engineering things and found me with marketing, my marketing website and stuff. So it's kind of an interesting type where rope, luckily I work at a great company. They don't have any issue with it, but that's always something to consider when you're a side hustling entrepreneur. Thought you guys would enjoy that story. Ciao. Late night internet marketing. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet. And I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in the same situation, 
send them that link late night. forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways it seems like yesterday. And in some ways it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's late night. forward slash explain. Late night internet, mom.